What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, and this is episode 395 alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm good. How are you? Really good, really good here. Also, of course, joining us is Cody Maurice Dorget. How the hell you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful. I'm fresh from the beach this afternoon, this evening. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the last days of beach. Nice. Sounds Ugh. like you had a great time. We were talking about oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. It Jeremy, was great. did you? Good. And Jeremy, did you were you were at the beach all weekend? Yes, getting in the last um, last rays of sunlight before we go into sweater weather. Oh, <laughs> sweater weather! Hey, exactly, and caramel lattes and all that <laughs> false stuff. <laughs> oh, the pumpkin lattes are already <laughs> out. Oh my god! Oh, don't say that yet. I am not ready for that. Not at <laughs> all. I went to the beach as well this weekend on Saturday, and I think I prefaced it earlier on one of the shows that I was going to Gunnison in Sandy Hook Beach in New Jersey, Naked Beach. I uh, had so much fun. Re- shout out to our listener, El Ray, who watch- watches us live every Wednesday night on Tags Live. And he came up to me while I was on what, taking a walk on the beach and was like, Steve, and I was telling you, Cody, offline mm-hmm. that I am notorious. I never think anyone's talking to me. And <laughs> I, I'm looking over my left shoulder like, oh, he must be talking to that person over there. Just <laughs> always oblivious or in my own world. I don't know what's going on with me. But he said it like eight times until I finally was like, oh, my God, you're talking to me. Hi. Sorry. What? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, it's Stevie, right? I'm like, oh, my God, yes. He's L. Ray. And so we... He, hugged on the beach caught up and it was really special meeting him one of our listeners of course i had such a good time at the beach so this is my second time going to this beach and the first time a friend had to take me and really lay down the law and what's allowed and how to get there you know it's always like planes trains and automobiles to get there you take a really cool ferry to get there right mm-hmm. and so this time i was able to take my friend and kind of navigate and i have it like a huge umbrella which was perfect for shade we i have this backpack which also is a cooler and we snuck in our own little concoction cocktail oh, moment yeah yeah <laughs> don't tell anybody oh no it's our secret yeah plenty of <laughs> and everyone listening <laughs> plenty of Plenty of food. It was just so much fun. The guy next to us was so lovely who we chatted to. And I think the highlight was just really being comfortable naked this time around and not worrying about it. And honestly, it took a second time around to really kind of get over that Mm -hmm. hump and just be comfortable and not even notice that I was naked, really, which was so much fun. The weather was could not have been perfect. And I have to say there was a guy, so I brought a friend of mine. He's a Russian friend of mine, Jeremy, who I think you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was a really good wingman for me because he would just call out to certain guys. I was like, ooh, look at that guy and his dick. Oh, and oh my. He called this guy over in which the guy was talking to us, which he was really 
sexy, hairy guy, very hot, had a really nice dick. And remember the story we were prefacing recently, Cody, about Mm -hmm. going to the pool and why naked pool parties are a cool thing because you kind of can see everyone's junk, right? Yeah. Well, the guy was talking to me and midway through, he's started to say, I'm so, he says, you're very sexy. I said, oh, thank you. You're very sexy too. Thanks to my wingman who called him over. And then he said, I think I have to go because you're making me hard. (gasps) Nice. (laughs) Which I was like, oh, that's okay. And he was start. He already had like a, I'm a grower, not a shower. Uh This guy was already soft, pretty big. And it was starting to get even bigger. But he was getting embarrassed and had to walk away. I'm like, no, that's okay. (laughs) I got his number prior to him. I definitely (laughs) lost because my friend was like, well, exchange numbers. Isn't that what you guys do? My friend was so silly, but really (laughs) sealed the deal for me. And I said, okay, yeah, we got each other's phone numbers, which we text each other back. We, We saw him walk away and get into the water to cool off. (laughs) (laughs) And then went off. He said later he was so embarrassed. I said, don't be with that. You shouldn't be embarrassed at all. (laughs) With that tool in the shed. Yeah, no, I was very, um, yeah. And we ended up texting yesterday. So I went on Saturday. Yesterday was Sunday. We were texting. And in the end, he said, would you let, can I take you on a date? which is really cool so it goes that is it it goes back to me looking outside of the box on how i'm meeting guys so i went to speed dating i have a second date coming up with this guy now i'm meeting people at the beach i think for so long i was just so stuck in oh i have to only meet people in the club Mm -hmm. and that doesn't always work out for me but i'm finding that i'm meeting people outside of it what do you I mean, I know, Cody, you met your boyfriend, and we're going to talk a little bit about this. We have some things in Grindr. Jeremy, are you looking elsewhere to meet guys these days other than, say, the bar situation? Not really at the moment. Uh, I have been going out more often than not and just, like, perusing the scene, but I haven't really been on the lookout for anyone and definitely not in settings that are not, like, gay nightlife here at least okay but you have been going out a little bit here and there is what you're saying yes definitely oh not oh good well this is good because you weren't initially when you moved back to massachusetts going out much so this is good that you're going out more and checking out the scene which is your fresh meat yeah (laughs) exactly brand new Everybody loves fresh meat. Oh, yes, honey. (laughs) It's the best kind of meat, honey. (laughs) Right. Well, we've got a full show for you. And over the weekend, Sunday night, was the VMAs. I was scrolling through my channels, and it was on like 19 channels, (laughs) the VMAs, because apparently MTV owns all these stations, right? Uh So I didn't watch it all, but some of the highlights that we're going to talk about here were Billy Eichner and Bad Bunny. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I'll read some of it to you if you haven't heard already. I know about Billy... the Bad Bunny one. Okay. I know about well, the let's Bad start... Bunny one, too. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to get to that. Well, let's save that one for a second. Oh, of course yeah. you guys do. Of course we do. <laughs> let's start with Mr. Billy on the street, Billy Eichner, who delivered a very passionate and important kind of political statement 
at this year's MTV Video Music Awards before presenting Panic at the Disco, that's a group, Mm -hmm. as one of the performers of the night, he delivered a powerful speech where he promoted his upcoming film, Bros, which comes out September 30th. He said, I I have my brand new film, Bros. It's making history as the first gay rom-com ever made by a major studio and the first where every role is played by an openly LGBTQ actor. And then he continued and said, and I need you all there in theaters on September 30th because we need to show all the homophobes like Clarence Thomas and all the homophobes on the Supreme Court that we want gay love stories and we support LGBTQ people and we are not letting them drag us back into the last century because they are the past and bros is the future. Amen. Pretty cool statement to make and talk about using your platform and your five minutes of time on stage to get to promote A, your film. But in this case, sometimes shameless plugging like that I'm here for it. Other times I'm like rolling my eyes. I'm kind of here for this because in this climate, seriously, we really (laughs) do need bros film. I mean, obviously we got great films that came out over the summer, like fire Island, but this is even larger and probably hopefully going to, if it does well and people do go to the theater, I'm here for it. I mean, Jeremy, are you going to see it? Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. I'm, uh, Definitely more excited for Hocus Pocus 2 on September 30th. But but I will be watching Bros also. I love that. Oh my god, that's amazing. (laughs) Cody, what do you think about Billy Eichner and his political rant? I love it. I think it's a call to arms, really. I think that he, like you said, he used his five minutes very wisely. And we should all just go out and support because we got to fight back. We got to push back against that the sea of homophobic hate that's coming our way. So I agree with him. Well, in other MTV Video Music Awards, Bad Bunny took home Artist of the Year this year. Congratulations, Bad Bunny. I love him. I think he's so progressive and so cool. I love his music. Well, this major uh, feather in Bad Bunny's cat made headlines. It was really his performance immediately after accepting the awards that created quite a stir. During the star's performance from Yankee Stadium during the awards, he surprised fans when he planted a big kiss on his backup dancers. And while performing his hit song, Titi Me Pregunto, he leaned over to give his female backup dancer a kiss. He then turned the other way and gave his male backup dancer the same sentiment, and the crowd went wild. (laughs) The move was, people are saying that it was kind of reminiscent of when Madonna kissed Britney and Christina Aguilera in 2003 at the VMAs. I don't know. What were your thoughts? I think this is really hot and sexy of him to do this. What were your thoughts when you heard about this, Jeremy? I thought it was hot and sexy, too. And most of the people that I follow posted it and said they were wet because of it, which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) I think we just like to see someone that we think is so cute, like, go to the dark side, our side, (laughs) for a second, whether it's, like, just for a Kodak moment or it's, like, real the real deal or he's coming out as bi or it's just for shock value. It's sexy, like, either way. 
Yeah, and Cody. I definitely like Maluma. Like, if Maluma oh, did, I would be goodness. like, literally, when it, yes, then I would, I would be, really like, be deceased. <laughs> yeah. I probably would too, although I'm pretty into Bad Bunny. Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio a.k.a. Bad Bunny, is known for challenging social and gender norms by challenging toxic masculinity in the Latinx community. In his Playboy cover story, he said, quote, I think that sex is a giant world and everyone is free to see it as they want to want to and do it with whomever they want however they want with infinite possibilities in the end we are human beings everybody feels every everybody feels everybody falls in love with whoever they're meant to cody what do you think of him doing this and his statement yeah this isn't the first time that he did something like this oh yeah he's constantly pushing boundaries and i'm so happy and excited for it and you can't go wrong when you take a page out of madonna's book like come on (laughs) yeah when you start doing things that madonna has done then it's like okay but for a latin man to actually do it thank you it is it's head and shoulders of like not above, but or it opens the the floodgates a little bit more. So I I love it, and I'm so happy for him. And I mean, if he wants to give me a kiss, he can come on over here and do that too. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's on brand for a pop star, a Latinx star, to do something like this. I mean, we talk about Harry Styles all the time on the show for other reasons, and he claims to be. Is it gender fluid, Cody, or just he hasn't bisexual, really come out? Bis- he yeah. hasn't come out at all, but he plays with different notions, and yeah. that's his prerogative to do that. He is a white man, and that's mm-hmm. fine, and really happy for him. I think it is really monumental, though, when you see a Puerto Rican Latin X with the style of music that Bad Bunny has to do something like this and challenge the status quo and this it really makes a difference i think when somebody like this does it too right and actually does something like this he's also not talking about his sexuality other than he's it's gender fluid it sounds like right yeah i believe so i'm not i mean i should do a little bit more research now that this has happened (laughs) yeah no i think yeah but exactly but congratulations to bad money and for just being you that's really awesome all right quick monkeypox update with a story that came out today monkeypox prevention they're saying reducing casual partners is key the cdc new research proves that reducing the number of one-time hookups can greatly reduce one's risk of contracting monkeypox. Duh. (laughs) The Center for Disease Control and Prevention released some updated data just this past Friday regarding the transmission and prevention of monkeypox virus. We already know that it's been spreading. The latest study released by the CDC indicates that one-time partnerships, which account for about 3% of daily sexual partnerships, and 16% of daily sex acts accounts for approximately 50% of daily monkeypox transmission. The study noted that a 40% reduction in one-time partnerships could delay the overall spread of monkeypox and reduce the percentage of new infections by 20 to 31%. That seems kind of obvious, Jeremy, to me, right? Just reduce your partners in this time that we're in is going to reduce the monkeypox transmission doesn't seem that breakthrough to me does it to you though no i think it seems like common sense to be honest 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that there's anything really, it seems we're just kind of tripping over our words. There's not a lot of news other than we just really need more vaccinations. And there was a New York Times Cody story that came out over the weekend, which really says this rain, this new interpretation of monkeypox that we're seeing is kind of perplexing medical professionals in that dip, it's not the old way that they've seen it. So in the article, oh, really? which I'll post on tagspodcast.com, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but they said that lesions that are normally common in getting a fever that normally was noted at, for monkeypox, they're seeing people in the hospital that are don't have no symptoms at all, but are testing oh, wow. positive for monkeypox. So we're really seeing, do you think anybody really knows what's really going on, Cody, I guess is my question to you with all this mixed info? Yeah, I think that as the, I think it's so fresh and new that we kind of don't really know what's going on. I think a lot of this data that's coming out is helping to kind of contextualize the the epidemic as, as it is in real time so that we can actually get a hand, a bigger handle on it. And so a lot of the data that's coming out is only reaffirming common sense things that we already knew. So, I mean, I think that the more research that we do, the more that it, it's going to be able to be controllable. And I just, I need everybody to stay safe. So, yeah. Well, we're all trying to do our best. I think everybody yeah. really is. It's just, I feel more why well, want more pressure on the government to do more? Mm-hmm. A, for example, I'm now in my sixth week of getting my first dose, and th- we cannot in this city, as, and I know New York's ahead of the curve here, if we can't get our second dose, I certainly know other cities acro- across the nation cannot get their second dose, mm-hmm. which is quote unquote, supposed to be fully vaccinated to protect us all. And so, yes, I think everyone's doing the best they can, but the government needs to do more and do these studies more to feel like the CDC is not really, it's like mixed messaging here. And we all want to, everybody's doing the best they can, but we need to like move on and live our lives too. So Mm -hmm. it's pissing me off. (laughs) Yeah. All right, moving on. This might piss you off too, though. (laughs) Because there's a TikTok user who sparked a debate over videos of over a video on gay clubs for up to the age 32. What? So, ageist or not, that is the debate over a TikTok video put up by a user named Oscar. O-S-K-A-R. He goes by, I'm calling him out, Doberman Boxer. I'll put this on Tag's podcast, but the video shows Oscar making faces while an instrumental of Rihanna's song work plays and a caption reading, can someone, quote, can someone open a gay club where the maximum age is 32? Because the... (laughs) Because the geriatri- the geriatrics keep getting on my nerves. What? In the description for the video, the user wrote, like, they had so much time to mature, but stay acting immature and creepy. It's not an isolated incident either. In the original poster, then deleted this video and his rebuttal video... 
came out and he talked a little bit on why it's because in his experience, people are creepy and, but believe it or not, uh, I mean, understandably, he got a lot of pushback on a lot of different people saying things like, as a 36-year-old gay man, let me tell you that in the blink of an eye, you will be in your 30s. It goes by that fast. Creeps come in all ages, somebody else wrote. I'm 38, and I've had both older and younger guys that will follow me around and be creepy when I've said I'm not interested. You guys get the point. He got a lot. And then I love the people that posted their traumatic rebuttals back. <laughs> people went on and on about this. What are your thoughts, Cody or Jeremy, about this on this TikTok user? Because he got so many viewers with this. I think it's like stupid and ignorant, but I just think there's a lot to learn from people that are older than you. And I think that he has a ways to go yeah. mature wise. And I just, I've always been like mature and an old soul and I'm not hung up on ages of people. And like someone else said, I do believe that, annoying creeps come in all different ages sizes shapes and genders and yeah yeah you in particular at the leather store at the new york eagle probably came across many various age groups that were creepy and lascivious yeah but... and they ranged from everything from like twink to bears all over like the the age range and scale and I mean, it's, it comes with going out in nightlife in general. It's so provocative and such a sign of the time, Cody, to not only post something that is further going to divide us, in my opinion, mm -hmm. but also what's so specific about 32? Do we magically get <laughs> grandpa'd out at 32 versus 31? I mean, <laughs> what's so specific about 32, do you think that... To, if you were to imagine to get into his this guy's head, Oscars. Head. Is that the age I'm supposed to stay home and start knitting sweaters? I don't know what. I mean, your boyfriend is 31. He is. He could go to this guy's said club. <laughs> you could not. I had to wait outside at the door like his parent. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, why do you think he picked 32? I have no idea. Maybe it's just because he's surrounding himself. It sounds like he's surrounding himself with people that are creepy. And he honestly... You know what? And I'm trying to be as nice as possible when I say this. I think that the energy that you put out kind of creeps come in all shapes and sizes and ages. We know this, right? And you're going to get your your share of creeps no matter what age or what you're doing. But if he's constantly getting creeps that are coming up to him, he has to uh, take a second to realize the energy that he's putting out in order to have these people come up to him. So he needs to take responsibility for what he's putting out there as well. Yeah. I mean, he posted a rebuttal that I'll post on Tag's podcast, or you could follow this guy if you really want to see what he had to say. But essentially his rebuttal was in, this is seriously my experience where guys follow me around the club and it, this isn't a one-time situation and oh. people should know their age and I don't know. It's just so divi divisive, if you ask me. And 
no wonder people are coming after him because you can't post something like that. And he has such a smug look on his face in the video with the Rihanna song in the background. And he doesn't say this about the whole thing, be a, a, a club with 32 or younger. It's written, typed out. And then all it is is his smug looking face. Like, why do I have to deal with guys 32 and older than me that are creepy and you just want to slap him actually when you see the video <laughs> it's, it's that like offensive on our end i think or anybody really watching it because it's like who are you talking to motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> and i don't want to like shame him or oh shame him <laughs> or kind of like like victim blame him a little bit maybe those people are coming up to him and kind of uh, being lascivious in their in their demeanor, and I I don't think that that's okay. And but I do think that he should take a second to actually take account of the energy that he that he's putting out there. Maybe he's coming off as a sugar baby. Maybe the guys are coming over there because they want to be their his sugar daddy, and maybe he should consider that. I just want to ask him why, what's so specific about 32? Like, why is 33 grandpa and, <laughs> and, and lascivious and, and, and creepy? creepy? And why is, thir- why, what's, how did you come up with 32? Like, I just want to know that. How old he, is he? He has a long way to go, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know that specific age, like, I I get really nitty gritty on my arguments, like why thirty two, and and I'll obsess on this. Like I'm gonna go to sleep thinking about this tonight. I don't think he knows why thirty two. I don't <laughs> think I think you're probably correct, Jeremy. Um, okay, um, John Sibley, who we all know and love from Queer's mm. Folk, as well as Hacks, is just did this really great video on out.com, which he's promoting uh, out's dating prep 2.0 series. And in it, they asked the star about dating and what he actually is looking for in a partner. And when it's important to show interracial relationships, like he does on hacks, he says, when People see me dating a black man or another black man dating another black man or an Asian person. It shows you what we have not seen already on screen. I think that's super important for moving the needle forward. He talked about what, how his dates have gone and how, what's most important to him when he's going on a first date. He looks at how they interact with other people. And I really, that resonated with me too, because I think, I look at how people interact with other people too. Are you rude to the to the wait staff? Do you open the door, or do you just let people? Are they on their own? And I kind of thought that was kind of cool. Um, he for his worst dates, the worst dates are the ones that never happen. He said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that stand you up because it makes you waste your time. I will. That was such a truthful statement, too, yeah. because in talking to a lot of my female friends, peop, guys are douchebags. They they don't follow through. I'm somebody that is so, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm so diligent about that. And I'll tell you when to get there. And, and here's the map on how to get there. <laughs> Probably go a little bit over the board with it, but because I do not flake on me. It's just, no. Um 
And then one tip he gives is take a power nap because you don't want to ever be appear to be tired on a date. Oh my goodness. I could use this. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, he likes to feel like Julia Roberts on a date. So, <laughs> which I was like, all right, good. You know, do you, he has a whole playlist. A lot of these I actually take to heart when I'm going on a date. I definitely set aside a time to steam my outfit out. Jeremy, I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, no wrinkles in my outfit. Yeah. I also play some really fun music that maybe not what John so Sibley's playing on his, but he said the Weather Girls and some fun disco stuff. Well, that's cute. I, yeah, I might have some like lounge W music going on. I don't know, whatever. And I definitely extra moisturize and I want to feel good. What do you agree, Jeremy? What, what's important to you when you're going on a first date with somebody that's important? I definitely agree with like the politeness in public. And one thing that really turns me off is like people that are pessimistic and complain at restaurants. I like that drives me absolutely nuts. If the food's taking too long or like things like that. And just like complaining about every little nitpicky thing about like the food and just the ambiance and everything. Cause I'm not one to complain at a restaurant or even like, speak up when I don't like something. I just, it, I don't find it that serious. Mm -hmm. And so I, it turns me off when someone is like nasty or like feels the need to complain for no apparent reason or already starts it off just with a negative vibe Entitled. and doesn't say thank you. And just all that, that stuff to me. And then another thing is, I think I've uh, mentioned this before, but like cleanliness of someone nails is really like important oh my to me. God. Yes, <laughs> and, Jeremy. He, I wish like John... hands are on the table. So that's something that I always notice on a date and it sounds so nitpicky, but I'm really not that super picky. I just like people that are clean and like to shower and like, will wear cologne and deodorant and like clean their nails and cut their nails and just, care about little things like that so exactly i agree with you on my bathroom time in general one of my long-standing friends of all time larry in san francisco he taught me about a skincare regimen and it's the word regimen and all that it that entails years ago and my bathroom time in general for me whether it's just earlier today after the gym I probably take maybe a fraction of the time than I would if I was going on a date, but I still take the time to put my moisturizer on and every other week I'm looking at my nails, I'm checking my nose for nose hairs, not to be gross. <laughs> I'm looking for I'm looking at my toenails, I'm looking at back hair when I was going to the beach the other day, even though no one the few I have like three back hairs that grow on my back. Oh but God, I so do jealous. not want those. I do not <laughs> so want those jealous. back hairs shown. And anyways, there if for nothing else, it makes me Taking that time, as my dear friend Larry taught me back in the day, 
yes, you are doing it for those you are coming in contact with, but you're really ultimately doing it for yourself. It's out of respect for yourself mm -hmm. on how you present yourself to the world. And that little time that you have, whether it's 10 minutes or an hour, is your personal time to really nurture and nourish yourself and before you enter the world, which the craziness of the, the world. And it's really special when you can really take time for yourself. So I really appreciate that. And what John Sibley is saying, and my friend, and what you're saying, Jeremy, too. Um, what resonates with you, Cody, on getting ready for a date or when you were first meeting up with joe <laughs> it's a long time ago back in my day no <laughs> not that long ago no it's about a year it's about a year and a half ago okay that's not that long it, it was not <laughs> this long you're right but i think that it's really important like you said for yourself to get to have a, a regimen down and to really feel taken care of as far as you're taking care of yourself but it also shows a level of respect and a, a seriousness for the actual date for your date that you're actually going out with it shows them that you're really interested and that you could be that this could actually flourish into something more so i think that taking that time is really paramount for both parties honestly and i i you know, I go on dates all the time with my boyfriend, and I think that that's part of it. He doesn't let me in the bathroom a whole lot, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. <laughs> yeah, the most ideal world someday would be to have my own bathroom. Oh, and my, then my gosh. Whoever I'm with to have their own, and then we just <laughs> set a time that we need to be ready. Because these days, I used to be really bad with time and everything. These days, I'm so prepared if it's the time, I don't know what happened to me. Somewhere along the line, I change. If it's 6 p.m., then I'll be ready at 5.50. But leave me alone for my getting ready time because I just, I need my alone time. And, and I, I like that. Likes yeah. to, he likes to come in the bathroom with me when I'm getting ready. And I am like, yeah, <laughs> leave me alone. I need this special time to get to prepare myself. So, uh, <laughs> I'm still working on him with that, but it's we're we're gonna get there. We're fine. We're doing great. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, Tinder is coming out with this brand new feature that asks the question, allows your friends to swipe for you. In other words, would you allow your friends to pick your date? Tinder is developing a feature called Swipe Party that invites friends to join your swiping sessions. Tinder confirmed it's exploring this feature, Swipe Party, and it offers a way to make sorting through possible matches a more social experience. According to details spotted in the Tinder mobile app, Swipe Party requires access to the phone's camera and microphone, and the Tinder with friends style experience builds on what's already a popular online activity. But I guess the question is... Jeremy, would you allow your friends to pick your future dates? I would. I think I trust my friends enough to know what my type is and also just like what I'm looking for because I, I'm very communica communicative with my friends at like what I'm into and just what I'm out 
looking for in general. So I think I trust my friends to pick for me. I think you're probably right. You're of a different generation, a millennial, yes. <laughs> yes. And I think you have like a lot of hip, young, cool, straight girlfriends and guy friends that it would probably work. I don't know that I really would really? actually. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. I'm so I've ready heard, for this. I ha No, I've had too <laughs> many people in my age bracket think that they know. And it's like, mm, no, what I am doing me? right now. But me though? Is, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but no, but he's totally no. just saying that. <laughs> I think what is working for me right now is putting, like I said at the top of the show is putting myself trying new things. I am so loving life right now. This has been honestly one of the best summers of years to, that I can remember. I have literally a, a note page of the experiences that I've experienced all summer long. And part, some of them are with you guys. So one of them Aww. is with you, Jeremy, going to Providence. Was it Rhode Island? Providence, yeah. Providence. Providence. Pride, monument, m moment, memorable that I will remember for years to come. Another one was going with you, Cody, to Fire Island and spending the whole day with so you amazing. and Joe and your friends. We had so much fun. Yeah. And I have many others, but I think new experiences for me going on speed dating was another. And I'm going to have dinner with not a date but of somebody that we both clicked the box of friend date uh, on Thursday night, Friday night, we're going roller skating in central park, Cody. Mm -hmm. And oh I God, have I another wait. friend date guy that I is lovely. And he's going to be joining us at that. And oh, so, I get to meet him. Yay. Yeah. Friend date. He's a friend date. Yeah. yeah. You'll meet, hopefully meet the other ones soon too. Yeah. The romantic ones, but yeah. yes. And so I just think I'm putting myself out there in different, going to naked beach and meeting a guy that asked me out is kind of my way. I don't really want to go on a, this would never work for me. Tinder swipe party because I don't use the apps as it is. So I'm yeah. certainly not going to have my friends use the apps for me. <laughs> yeah. Just mm -hmm. won't work. Mm -mm. I could see it, that. Yeah. But I know you're, you're, uh, chomping at the bit Cody to try this feature out with your friend <laughs> I need to put my feelers out there because I need to do this I used to do this all the time with my friends when we're on my grinder you know you can swipe on grinder as well or a scruff back in the day when I was dating out out in the world out being a, a, a long-haired hoe I was doing my thing so I would give them my phone and they would actually swipe left or right for me and I love this and I think that it's so much fun and I can't wait to try this with somebody because I, you know, pe you don't know what is out there for you. Sometimes your friends might know a little bit about what you like and maybe it's it's good for you to go outside of your comfort zone and your friends might yeah, know. I guess. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wear you down, Steve. I don't want to do it, but I'm doing okay on my own so far. So. You're doing fine. I want to get you two to pick which Reddit sounds more interesting to give our thoughts on. Is it A, I caught my boyfriend in a strange live with an even stranger explanation? Or B, are my expectations needy or normal? 
Which one do you pick, Jeremy? The first one or the second? We'll see if we're on the same page. I think the first one. Me too. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I caught my boyfriend in a strange lie with an even stranger explanation. It says, your Venice bitch h on a reddit, <laughs> recent reddit thread all right we have been dating for a little over a year we don't live together he's on holiday and i'm picking him up from the airport we started sharing our location right before he left okay this is where i think it goes awry <laughs> i can see this i can see his and he can see mine our private parts? What are we talking about? <laughs> he was making he was making his way to his hotel last we talked. I tried calling him to confirm what time he'll be at the airport. He didn't pick up. I check his location to see if he's at the hotel. In the iPhone, find my section under people that said no location found. Ooh. If you have an iPhone, you can still find a device even if there is no internet connection or the location is turned off. Thank you very much. I can see that he's not at the hotel, but in a residential area with houses. An hour later, he responds to my message with the time he'll be at the airport. He said he's at the hotel and is about to sleep. I can see that he isn't at the hotel. To, today, I pick him up. I, I picked him up and asked him about it. Eventually, he says he was at a friend's house. He thought I'd make a big deal out of if he said that he... If he he thought I'd make a big deal out if he said that outright. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have, and I'm surprised he'd say that because I know he has friends there and is and it's no big deal if he's staying the night. Then I ask him if there's something else he wants to tell me, and he says no. So I guess that's where he left it, and there's 150 <laughs> comments. Wow. Uh, there's 150 comments like, Lord, why are people hating so much on the location thing? <laughs> I'm hating. So, okay, first, the people boo. The people boo. I would never give my boyfriend the location. Really? Thing. Never. The minute I thought that you needed to know where I'm at was the, was the minute the relationship died. Because... You're putting a lock and key on my freedom, and I'm going to be... That's just so antiquated to me. Uh -huh. What are your thoughts on this, Jeremy? I don't care sharing the location, but I also think that you need some trust, in, and it sounds like that's lacking a little bit in this uh, instance and relationship, and I think that the the answer from the boyfriend, like the story of where he was at sounds fishy. Mm -hmm. And I think if he really was at a friend's house, that shouldn't be an issue to say. So yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't really trust the situation, but you would give your location to location to your boyfriend. Yeah, I think I would. I don't, I don't have anything to hide. Like, um, yeah, I don't I mind guess. them. I just I would want to know why are we do I would want to know why are we doing this. Yeah, I just think in now nowadays, like to stay safe and everything yes, and have them know where you are is like a good thing. Yeah, okay. Good point. And when you text them daily and you're dating and you it's like actually your boyfriend, it is like 
you're already talking about where you're going or what your plans are. Like, say, for example, I'm going out to dinner with a girlfriend and I'm going to a different part of the city or I'm going to like a different area. You're already going to have discussed that. So them checking the location and you actually being where you said you were, I don't know if it like it doesn't seem like an issue to me. I guess it doesn't seem like an issue to me. I do see in modern times today, modern times, look at me, um, (laughs) that it could be a good thing for safety issues in this climate. But Mm -hmm. I do remember in past relationships where if I wasn't hanging out with my boyfriend and I was hanging out with, say, my girlfriend or whomever, I can get, I'm one of those types of people that, if I choose to hang out with you, it's because I love you. I'm so into you're one of my favorite people. And I tend to get caught up in the moment, the night. And if I don't have plans with you, I don't want to feel like I have to respond back or just let me be. And I think with any relationship Mm. I have in the future, they need to know that if we didn't have plans tonight and I'm off with my friend Seanette, which my friend Seanette and I, can often get tangled up in the night. We will be, like last weekend, we were in the park, and then all of a sudden we're at the boathouse, and then we're like at drinks. I mean, we were just, we flow, but I wasn't in danger, and I wasn't sleeping with anybody else, but I don't want to feel like I owe this person. They don't need to know. Not even your No, but I think... I think responding back to them and yes. them having your location wow. are two different things. So I think the location is fine, but I agree with you. It's nice to be in the presence of someone and not always check in and like say, oh, I'm here now and I'm here now and we're here You're now. On and on, right. And I think that when they have the, your location, they don't then they don't need that many messages. That's okay. So that, so I see what you're saying is so location services can, should really alleviate. Yeah. Alleviate. Thank you. Cody, what are your thoughts? So, okay. Joe and I, (laughs) I got a lot to say. Joe and I, here we go. You got like, you got one minute, but okay. Always, always have our location on. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, because I only check it in two instances. If he's meeting me somewhere, I want to know how far away he is. Because it'll tell you. Because the bitch is late. (laughs) The bitch is late. She was almost late for this show, but she was early. And she got on like 15 minutes to point out that she can be on time. I am on time sometimes. Um, And also, if he doesn't text me back, uh, in in that instance, I need to know that he's safe. Because I'm a worrier. So I need to know that he is. Yes, but what's the time frame that you allow? Like, do you allot mm. five minutes to respond, or are you like no twenty minutes later minutes. and you freak Maybe out? An hour. I and think he's within oh, an okay. hour. If it after are you hour, being honest, Cody? I'm being one hundred <laughs> honest. I'm being one. Because I've been around your fighting asses before. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten a lot better though, because okay, okay. No, I'm just also, saying. And also, if you if he tells me that he's going to be a certain place, and uh, that's fine if he moves somewhere else. But like, I feel like you should 
not check in with me, but if I text you and just let me know that you're okay, that's all I want to know. And if you say that you're going to be home at a certain time and you're not home at a certain time, yes, I'm going to check your location because I need Let's to really know that you're okay. You know what? Let's really break this. Let's really break this down because you two now live together. together. So I can I can kind of understand that now. There is a you share a habitat together. Do you think if you're in a relationship, Jeremy, it matters if you're living together versus if you're not? Like, let's just say your boyfriend's with somebody but you don't live together and you didn't have plans to see, do you still check in with them like that? Or is it, does, I think I still, I still check in, but I take it less seriously if you're not living together versus if you are, because if you are and you're like, Oh, I'm going to be home at this time and and say you haven't, and you haven't seen them and they're not there like within two hours of when they said that they were going to be. That's a problem. I think that would worry. Yeah. <laughs> me too. And I get upset. Like I, and so the thing about me is, cause I thought about it and you might be right. After 15 minutes, I'm a little bit annoyed. But <laughs> I knew it. I knew <laughs> Bitch an hour, bitch please. <laughs> I know. I love that she was all conservative at the onset. <laughs> but one hour is my threshold of actually to when I'm actually pissed <laughs> off. When the fight begins. When the fight yes. If you, if at 45 minutes you text me, Okay, I'm not annoyed anymore. But if it's after one hour, oh my god, you're, you're done. Where are we are having a full on blown argument? Okay, <laughs> but you do, in your defense, live together, yes. and to what we were all kind of agreeing on, I think it the stakes are higher. They are, you know. Yeah, it's it's kind of like your parents back in the day. Your parents always wanted to know. Even sometimes when you come home, you even when I go home now. And I'm going to go, I'm, hey, mom, I'm going to go into the city. She's not concerned about what I'm doing or any of that stuff. But I'm going to give her a time range about when I'm going to come home because she's going to wonder. Yeah. She's not asking me here in New York what time you're coming home. She could care less. It's a courtesy. It's a courtesy. She does. I'm. Yeah, you're staying under the the roof. And yeah. I think you owe somebody when you're going to come home. But if you're in a relationship, for sure. Yeah. Because, so here's the thing. So I've had this happen to me before. uh, And he said, Joe said, oh, I'm going to be home by this time so we can have dinner. My hungry ass. (laughs) Uh He was like 30 or 40 minutes late. And I was, uh, I had lost my mind by then. And we got in a whole big kerfuffle. And it wasn't, it wasn't good. But he now he knows that I worry and that don't make me wait to and eat. And your hungry ass needs to eat and have food on the table. If you say six o'clock, if you say six o'clock, at least text me and let me know that you're not going to be home at six o'clock, so I can have a little snack or something. Or send a Grubhub with the food. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. Send a cheeseburger, honey. Here, bitch, here's a cheeseburger. Now shut up. I'll be back when I get back. Well, lastly, I want to know what you think and would you do this? Little Dirk. Do you know the rapper Little Dirk? Cody? No. I'm asking you. I don't know him. <clears throat> I don't know her. Sorry to this man. Little Dirk shocked fans with his one and done boxers confession okay get this celebs have the luxury of not wearing hot pieces more than once but who knew that 
was also the case when it comes to undergarments and shoes. Little Dirk shocked fans when he took to Instagram on Monday today to reveal that he doesn't ever wear the same boxers more than once. And he showed it in a post of the millions of boxes of boxers that he has fresh, ready to go of his extensive collection of boxers. Dirk isn't the only rapper to declare his one and done role. T.I. made waves on social media after claiming he doesn't wear his Air Force One sneakers more than one time. He posted his collection of all white ones with with the caption, one wear and out of there. Okay. Fans wasted no time chiming in. Um, do you... Jeremy, wear your underwear. I wear mine till they have holes in them. There's one <laughs> pair that I should have thrown out like a year ago, and I, I, and I'm gonna after the show, I'm throwing it out right now, just because it's. I like, honestly don't wear any underwear, and if I do, what? I have uh, Calvin Klein boxer briefs, and I have like maybe six pair of them because they're just my favorite, and they're all every single pair is the same. They're all black with like a thick silver waistband and yeah but i don't really wear them often i just wear them if i if like my outfit calls for it like if i'm going to a wedding or something and i'm wearing dress pants i'm not just gonna like swing around but other than that (laughs) i do like to be commando nice drop the mic on that okay (laughs) i and i think that's really like asinine rule to just wear it once that's what a that's ridiculous a fucking uh washer and dryer was made for thank you i think it's asinine too and i think as somebody said that's what mc hammer probably did too and look where he's at (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) yeah look where his career went cody what are your (laughs) thoughts on this i think it's completely insane that this these people would wear something one time and then not it's discard it and then discard it like at least donate it, do what you have to do. Or sell it like OnlyFans or something. Oh, yeah, just, exactly. Like, Make money off of it. Repurpose it. Yeah. It it's so reused. wasteful. It's it so is. wasteful. And our earth is, I don't even want to get into it, but it's not good for the earth. But I have such an underwear fetish. I think I'm the complete opposite of Jeremy. I wear my underwear. <laughs> if I could wear just underwear, that would be amazing i would love it so much i have such a huge collection i can't even imagine joe was just telling me the other day he's like you have to throw some of these out and i was like never i can't, <laughs> I can't throw never. Any. that's why i take the pictures that i take i need them for my photo shoots darling <laughs> I, I used to love them in jock straps and all oh, that stuff I but them. i just kind of got over it once i started going commando and it's just so much freer and more comfortable and when you have like a big ass and thighs and stuff, it's just a lot nicer. And it's hard to fit a big ass and thighs into underwear. So I get that. It no, yeah, is. my ball sack lately has been spilling out in the underwear. Maybe <laughs> it's because I need new underwear. Yeah. But I have to say, going commando on the beach this past weekend, I loved it so much. And I just got over it. I loved it. It was so freeing. But one of my favorite underwears is, I think they're now everywhere, but Intimacy, mm-hmm. they're out of Europe. I love their silky, satiny briefs. I'm a briefer. Yeah. And I, I feel so comfortable. I sleep in briefs. 
That's how I always sleep. Nothing but a brief. Cody, I know you sleep commando, right? I sleep completely naked because I need, sure. I need to be free, honey. I need to be flip-flopping <laughs> all about. Cody or Jeremy, how do you sleep? In silk pajamas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love the Our differences in all of you. <laughs> I love that. He might not know that show. I don't know. that. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Alexis Carrington Colby. Yes. Those crazy reads. Those were the best. Yeah. I'm Sammy. I'm Sammy Joe, just for the record. Heather Lock. You know there. what show I just came about that I forgot about was... Uh, absolutely fabulous oh, I, oh that's God. like by far one of the best shows i've ever seen in my life <laughs> Sweet <laughs> i just i just laugh at it so hard like it's better than sex in the city to me it's so i just good. love it's it hilarious. amazing sweetie darling sweetie darling edwina is my favorite of all time yes. i'm her yes <laughs> of course oh you are of course darling <laughs> Oh my God, so much fun. Thanks for weighing in. I love it. You can always follow my co-host at Jeremy. Follow Jeremy at J Ross Lopez at J Ross Lopez on Instagram. Follow Cody. He's a life coach coach at KMD Coaching or at Mr. Maurice. Mr. Maurice for that. What are you wearing in there? Not much, right? (laughs) my, My entire underwear collection. One at a time. All right. Follow us at Tags Podcast, where you'll see part of what I could post on Instagram at The Naked Beach. Or you can follow us at Patreon, where you get the full nudie patootie, patreon.com forward slash Tags Podcast. And you'll be supporting Tags Podcast, as you know and love it. Thanks so much, you guys. It's so much fun. And in the meantime, continue having hot gay, gay sex. sex.